Matthew 4, 18 to 22. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. Awesome. Thank you, Bethany. Uh, one thing I did forget to say uh, whilst I was up here earlier was just to thank you uh, for all those um, that either came along and helped uh, throughout the week. All the, we had such wonderful leaders uh, hosting our groups, uh, doing refreshments, uh, signing people in on the day. Um, and just, yes, they were, they were absolutely fantastic. So massive thank you to you guys. Uh, and, even, and if you weren't able to come and you were just praying for us, that, that also was immensely helpful. So thank you for those that prayed uh, as well. So this week, we've had such fun looking and learning about God's wonderful world. And we found that joy in discovery uh, and wisdom. We've seen the majesty of God in the expanse of space. Uh, we've looked further into lights and animals and robots and so we've all been scientists this week. But I wonder about SBC, Shirley Baptist Church, how many lovers of science do we have here today? Let's see a show of hands. How many people love science today? How many people are on the other end who, who is, isn't a massive fan of science? Okay. Now, I, I, was, I wasn't a fan of science at school. I, I really didn't like science. It was probably my worst subject. Uh, I was expected to get... Uh, an, an E and fail, uh, but I got a B, so credit to me for not revising and just fluking the exam. Uh, don't, don't take that as, a, as advice, uh, young people. Um, do, do study. Uh, but, but today, um, as I have been this week, an absolute lover of science and all the experiments we have done. Um, so, those of you who are science lovers, let me ask you a question. What is it about science you love? Okay, Sue, I'm going to come to you first because you're a science teacher. So uh, what is it about science you love? Uh, just that you can keep learning more and more the detail of it. Awesome. Keep learning more and more the detail. Any other? Anyone else want to say why they love science? Yeah, just discovering things, new things, new facts. Yeah, awesome. Discovering new things and new facts. Anyone else? No worries. Awesome. So... Science is great. And science is actually, it's different from other subjects, isn't it? In school, especially. Uh, it's different because it's more than any other subject. Science is studied outside of books. Like you can read books on biology and chemistry and physics, astronomy, geology, zoology, botany, microbiology, and dozens of other sciences. But the best way to do science is to do science. So if you wanted to study animals, you don't, you don't just go and read a book about the animals. You go and see the animals. You watch them either in a zoo or in their natural habitat. You observe them in nature. So you study how they look, how they move, how they eat, how they interact with other animals. The way, that's the way we learn about the science of animals. And the same can be said for any other science. Why read about physics when you can conduct experiments that, to show that show physics in motion? Why only read about chemistry when you can take two elements and combine them together to create a chemical reaction?
Science is hands-on, and guess what? So is faith. God loves it when we get our hands dirty. Studying science and the world around us, but more importantly, God is calling us to get our hands dirty, doing work for Jesus. We've just had that passage that Bethany read from Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22, and I'm just going to read it in a different version. I'm going to read it in the message because it's good to look at other translations and versions of the story to get a nicer, a good picture for our own studying. So, this one's from the message, Matthew 4, 18, 22. Walking along the beach of Lake Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, later called Peter, and Andrew. They were fishing, throwing their nets into the lake. It was their regular work. Jesus said to them, come with me. I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask questions. They simply dropped their nets and followed. A short distance down the beach, they came upon another pair of brothers, James and John, Zebedee's sons. These two were sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee mending their fishnets. Jesus made the same offer to them, and they were just as quick to follow, abandoning their boat and father. Now, before Jesus began his ministry, he called his 12, these 12 men to be his disciples. They were his closest followers uh, and his number one students. And these 12 men started with the four fishermen, John, Peter, Andrew, and James. And they came from all walks of life. They would observe every miracle. They would hear every parable. They would witness Jesus' arrest, and they would witness his resurrection and ascent into heaven. These 12, trusted, these 12 disciples trusted Jesus, who he was and who he said he was. They trusted him enough to give up their former lives and follow him. They were the first to go out and make other disciples when it came to, when it came to um, form Christ's church here on the earth. Because of these 12 men, that's the reason we are here today. We're worshipping God and learning how Jesus is calling all of us to follow him. And God called all of us here today to serve him. And that's why we're here today. He's calling you to be hands-on with your faith, to be Christians who don't just sing songs and read the Bible and go to church on a Sunday, but those who trust Jesus enough to do what he asks us to do. Many Christians uh, miss out on the joy of being hands-on in their faith because they don't realize that God wants them to be hands-on. They think that Teaching and serving and sharing the good news is just for people in full-time ministry. They don't trust that Jesus can use anyone, anyone at all, to make a difference in this world. So science lovers here today, let me ask you another question. Are scientists the only people who can do an experiment in gravity? No, no they're not. So like dropping balls of different sizes off a balcony to see which one falls the fastest, like that. Not only scientists can do that. Okay, how about this one? Are scientists the only ones who can study nature? No, they're not. Anyone can observe the wildlife and plants in our backyard. Are scientists the only ones who can build machines and do experiments to study volcanoes? No, they're not. 
Are scientists the only ones who can watch the stars through a telescope? No, they're not. Jesus didn't call 12 already-made religious leaders to be his disciples. He started with four fishermen, and he picked men that would never have been chosen to teach or preach in the church at that time. Yet these men trusted Jesus so much, they took the gospel around the world. Everyone who believes in Jesus, everyone at all, no matter of their race, their background, their um, physical ability, their mental ability, everyone who can trust in the name of Jesus is, can have a hands-on faith. Everyone can love and serve and teach in the name of Jesus. All we need is a heart willing to trust Jesus and do what he's called us to do. So why would we want to serve God? That's a more difficult question. Every, every Christian might have a different reason for serving God. Different people are motivated by different things. However, the Bible does make clear that when a person is in a real relationship with God, he will serve God. We should want to serve God because we know him. An inherent part of knowing him is a desire to serve him. It's always been God's intention to make us like his son Jesus. When we look at Jesus' life, there's no denying that he was himself a servant. Jesus' entire life was centered on serving God by teaching, healing, and telling people about God. In the book of Matthew, we hear how Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And then on the night of his arrest, Jesus washed the disciples' feet and he left them a final teaching to serve one another. In John 13, verse 12 to 17, he said this. It says this. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So, if Jesus is all about serving, and God wants us to make, like, make us like Jesus, then it's pretty obvious that we should be all about serving as well. So here today, are you ready to get your hands dirty? Are you ready to be, learn how to be hands on, a hands-on Christian? It all starts when we put our trust in Jesus and say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Now, I've got one more experiment for the week. And for this one, all I need is a bit of styrofoam and some soap and a bit of water. So, George, do you want to come up and help me with this one? Come on there, George. Awesome. So, all I'm going to do is an empty pan here, and I'm going to pour the water into the pan, okay? Can we get the camera on as close as possible to, uh, to this as we can? So, zoom in nice and close. So, I've cut some styrofoam into some boats, just like this. See my boats? Uh, and 
I've cut a little triangle out the back of it, okay? Now, we learned in the story just now about fishermen, didn't we? So we were hearing fishermen, how they left their boats. But in, for our experiment, George, we're going we're gonna to use these boats. Now, when I drop that in the water, it's not going to go anywhere, is it? It's just, just falls flat by itself. But George, what I want you to do is take that uh, red straw, and in here we've got just some normal dish soap. And if you could uh, paint that dish soap just onto the back of, can you see here? Just, just in that line there, where that triangle is. Wonderful. Get it. No, get some more in there as well. That's it. Proper layer it up. Perfect. Now, what should happen? That's it. A bit more. What should happen when we send this back into the water? Let's see what happens. Right. I'm not going to push it or slide it in any way. I'm just going to drop it in the water. Can we see that? It moves straight across. Thank you very much, George. So, first time around, I dropped it in. It stayed nowhere. But adding that little bit of soap pushed it along. And that's because soap is a surfacant. And that's a science word uh, for, that means a substance that breaks down the surface tension of the water. The reaction of the soap uh, and the water together causes just enough disturbance to propel that boat on a journey through the tub. God today wants to take us all on a journey with Jesus. And that journey begins when we make that choice to follow and trust Jesus. Just like Peter, John, James, and Andrew left everything, their boats, their fathers, their nets, everything behind to follow Jesus. God wants us to give us, give our hearts to Jesus today. A lifelong adventure waits anyone who is willing to trust in Jesus. So are you willing to begin your journey today? When I was actually doing the washing up last night and I was, saw the soap, God actually uh, spoke to me and he said, Martin, today I really want you to pray. Uh, and when you pray, I want you to offer the opportunity for if there's anyone here today who hasn't yet put their life in Jesus, who hasn't yet said, yes, Lord, I'm going to trust you and I want to go on this journey with you, to give them that opportunity to say that today. So let's pray together. And if you want to accept Jesus today and say, I want to go on this journey with you, or maybe you've already started this journey with Jesus and you just want to continue, then let's pray this prayer together. Father God, we thank you for Holiday Club and the amazing things that we've seen throughout the week. We thank you that we can experience joy in discovery and the majesty of your creation. And we thank you that you love us no matter who we are, no matter what our backgrounds Lord, today we accept that you love us. We thank you that you're there waiting, watching, uh, wanting us to come back into your family. So Lord God, today we accept that invitation. We say we love you. We're sorry for the times that we've maybe gone astray. We're sorry for... Um, everything we know we do wrong when we shouldn't. But Lord, we thank you that you forgive us. And through the death of your son, Jesus, on the cross, you've forgiven us of all those wrong things that we've done. And Lord, we pray today that you will take us on a journey. We thank you that you promise never to leave us or forsake us, but you're going to be with us in life every step of the way. Lord, inspire us as we go on this journey with you to 
to show others about who you are. Lord, we thank you that you are the greatest name that there is. There is no name higher than Jesus. And Lord, by your spirit, come today into our lives. Propel us forwards on this journey. Amen, amen. I'm going to invite the band back on stage.